Before we get started with today's show, I just want to congratulate the Bill Simmons Podcast for winning the 2017 People's Voice and Webby Awards in the Best Sports Podcast category. Thank you to everyone who supported us and voted. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. Across from me, as always, is Dave Schilling. Dave, we're just going to cold open this thing. If you owned the NWA by name only, (laughs) what would you do with it? Um, I would probably do some sort of parody cartoon. I don't think I would actually start well, you a wrestling couldn't have, There's no characters. What are the characters? I, you make I, up new wrestling cartoon characters? Does WWE own the rights to Ch- Chad Too Bad and, and Sex Ferguson, or, or can I license them? <laughs> I'm sure you can negotiate directly with the estate of, uh, of Sex Ferguson. Okay, excellent. Um, no, yeah. I, I, it's a, So Billy Corgan apparently bought the NWA this week, but there yeah. is, there, there is an, as I believe there is a NWA tape library that WWE does not own. Mm-hmm. Like they own tons of stuff. But there are some others, you know, modern stuff. I don't know if there's some older stuff. That wasn't part of the deal. Nope. Uh, there's no promotions. There's no... No contracted talent. NWA On Demand was not part of the deal. Nope. So he just owns the title. He owns the NWA's name. Yeah, so the NWA was simply licensing their IP to promotions across the country for a fee. And uh, that was the extent of their actual wrestling promotion. Well, I'm going to ask you a really hard, a really difficult question right now. What wrestling IP that is licensed out do you think has more currency in 2017? The NWA or Doink the Clown? <laughs> I mean, Doink is locked up by Vince McMahon. No, there are Doinks running around the country. Wait, what? They've they have, they have licensed the Doink name out to like five different people since he stopped appearing on, on WWE WWE television. has been licensing it's it? It's the only thing that they license out. It's very strange. Oh, my God. And uh, it's mostly old guys like Ray Apollo who played Doink, and now they're just like, I, can I please use the name to make 400 bucks this weekend? That's incredible. That's that's uh, that's great. It's like affirmative action, but for clowns. Yeah, well, uh, I would say I would say Doink is more valuable than the NWA. What? It's a weird thing. I will I, say this: as we've seen from like TNA, it's hard to come up with a good wrestling name. Yeah, even Impact Wrestling. Like what? The, it's you need the sort of old school legitimacy of. I mean, even casual fans or non fans uh, could uh, the NWA either has some relevance to them has some connotation or at the very least it does seem like it sounds like a sports league you yeah. know as opposed to impact wrestling or <laughs> or even like ring of honor or evolve yeah. or like like the other names that people use that it, ha- it has something to it yes. if you're going to start from scratch and you can have the nwa name for 100 bucks or whatever i'm sure he paid much more than that but like <laughs> it's worth having right I, I don't think so. I really don't. And and it's because it, that name has been dragged through the mud so many times in the last 20, 30, 40 years that what are you really getting? You're getting you're not getting the legacy of it. You're not getting the, the title lineage. Uh, you're not getting any of the old tapes to say this was what it used to be. You're getting a name that has no value to casual fans whatsoever. Because it's when people think of Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and Harley Race, they think of 
Jim Crockett Promotions and WCW because of the way that WWE has rebranded every old hmm. Starcade poster on the network to say WCW when it was not WCW at all. Yeah, why is WWE not in the bidding for the NWA? I don't think they care. They've 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 changed history to where the NWO NWA doesn't matter. Other than the you know when Jeff Jarrett was running around with the belt on Raw. Do you think Pro Wrestling Tees has an NWA T-shirt in the style of the NWO right now? <laughs> they they should. Can we get them on the horn? Can we make that for ourselves? It's gonna appear, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I get. But listen, Dave Lagana is apparently involved in this, and I I used to talk to Dave way back. I know him a little bit. He's a really smart dude. And uh, yeah, I agree with that. That that makes me think that there will be something out of this. And yeah. He's so a, even if they're a just, Corgan guy too, right? I mean. Whenever you start, when, if you try to start a company like the Global Force Wrestling model, where you just get every guy who's not under WWE contract from, you know, the old guys to the very youngest guys and put them on a super card, I mean, that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, he never even got TV out of it. Unless you're doing, unless it's a New Japan show. I mean, like New Japan, obviously, there's a ton of backstory, but people watch New Japan without involving, investing themselves in the backstories a whole lot. I mean, when the work rate is really high, you can get away with not having. A backstory, but like the you know the people that you end up signing for and for these American super indie shows, I don't. I mean, there, there's a lot of good indie wrestlers out there, but if you're putting in also the legend WWE, you know, cast off legends and stuff, I don't know. There's just not much. It's it's hard to make a show that seems really compelling, and and the, you you really need to get off the ground quickly. That's the point that I'm making. You got to make some sort of stand about this is who we are and this is what our wrestling is going to be. I will give Billy Corgan a lot of credit that he's not going out and saying, we're going to start on July 1st and here's who we're going to sign and we're going to do a show in Poughkeepsie. It's just that he bought the name and I, I think they're probably trying to come up with a way to, to leverage it and use it. If it was Jeff Jarrett, he'd probably be like, yes, we're doing, we're doing a super card show. It's going to be huge and Cody's going to be the, the main event. Like You don't want to do that because as soon as you get the stench of it being an indie show or, or it being less than WWE, then you're, you're sunk. You can't get over that perception problem. Yeah, um, that's, that's totally true. Do you think this has anything to do with the fact that, uh, wait, is there a Smashing Pumpkins reunion in the work? I just Googled it. The, the first things that come up is an article on, from January 15th that says Billy Corgan has given up on a Smashing Pumpkins reunion. Then another site on the 17th, things look good for Smashing Pumpkins reunion. Oh, there's, there's few things in this world that I care about less than the Smashing Pumpkins getting back together. You, would, you care more about the NWA's first pay-per-view than Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> reunion. I think I would probably. I, don't, I honestly don't have a Smashing Pumpkins opinion. but You should um, be all about Billy Corgan because you're both bald guys. That's true. He did go bald very boldly. Yeah, I think you should be you know, supporting him publicly. We, and, both and wear, we both wear lots of scarves. That's correct. A lot of, uh, <laughs> I, I have, a, I, I have uh, some really tacky, tacky suits that I wear, so that's, <laughs> that's, we have that in common too. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I hope something good comes from it. Yeah, it would be nice to have another promotion. In, in, in it would be nice to have another legitimate promotion with yeah. some history. I don't know. It'll well, be, they didn't buy the history, so this won't be it. The name has history. They can make okay. some claim to it. Although, um, yeah, I mean, who is the NWA champion right now? Do we know this? I honestly don't know the answer. Adam Cole? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just pulled that out of my ass. I have no idea. I'm going to look it up right now. 
for I mean, it's it's a it's a funny week because uh, former NWA champion, longtime NWA champion Adam Pierce was uh, made an appearance on Raw this week, right? When when uh, oh it, yeah, he and uh, he and Finley came down to like be the backstage muscle or whatever. That's I mean, right. It, it was, that I was, was like, where's Jamie Noble this week? I don't know. Is he still recovering <laughs> from being beat up by Braun? No, from being stabbed. Remember when he got stabbed outside of his trailer park? Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Come on, I haven't heard any updates. He was on the he was on the show two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Every time they have a a pull apart in the backstage, Jamie Noble and Finley come out. Current NWA heavyweight champion is Tim Storm. Cool, Lance's cousin. Congratulations, Tim. Yeah, Tim Storm apparently his real name, which is kind of crazy. Maybe they just don't have the real info on here. Anyway, his finishing move is the perfect storm, which is a swinging side slam. Mm. Very, very brief Wikipedia page for an NWA champion. Yeah, we've spent way too much time on this. Can we move on? Well, as soon as we move on, we're going to have to start either talking about uh, WWE Backlash or X-Pac getting arrested. So uh, I'm, I'm just sort of dwelling on the NWA title picture as sorry. long as I can. It's payback. Back Right. Backlash is coming up. My, We're in my, pay head backlash is, my head is season. whipping in every direction. Hashtag pay backlash season, guys. Get that trending. Um. All right. So, um, do you have any thoughts on X Pac before we? Uh, we'll very treat briefly, X Pac thoughts. I hope he's okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I have anything else to say about that. Uh, he's he said that the the drugs that they claimed were were methamphetamines were not. They were yeast pills for a, some sort of yeast. Issue infection? I don't know. They're pills for, they're, for it's not like you're fighting yeast with more yeast. Yeah, I'm not. I have no idea what he meant by that. But he posted a, a photo of of the 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 bottle yeah. that was from Google. It wasn't like a photo of his bottle. It was just like a clip art <laughs> stock photo. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, you don't want to see X Pac getting in trouble again. I hope he's fine. Totally agree. Yeah, nothing else to say about I'm that. I'm let you. That'll be the official statement. Um, payback was this past Sunday. There were some matches in there that were pretty good. The overall vibe I got from from people who text me and I, people I see and Twitter, which I was briefly checking out, were not overwhelmingly positive. I thought it was a good show overall, but I mean, can we talk about the House of Horrors for a minute? I texted you. As it was going on, or at least right after, when it was it Dan St. Germain was complaining about it, I said, <laughs> well, at least they named it appropriately. <laughs> uh, it was just garbage. And there were people, there was a, a vocal um, contingent of fans, some people on Twitter, some, some, some pundits, some people on Reddit who were adamant that it was good because it was different and it was silly. But the difference between the House of Horrors and something that is good and silly and, and campy and, and fun in wrestling is that the House of Horrors match was trying so hard to actually be scary. Right. It was supposed it was it's not like, oh, this they knew it was gonna be funny and they were having a great time doing it. And you watch the the Hardy's stuff from from TNA and that had a sense of campiness and and um just freshness and creativity and, and and you could tell that they were just doing whatever they felt like and there were drones and there were yeah boats you, you can convince me that you could convince me that that set what was the first of the beginning of this story of the of the Orton Wyatt storyline when Orton was looking for Wyatt backstage at SmackDown he ended up in like a container in like a like a like a storage unit or something um, 
Like you could convince me that that was deliberately a little bit hokey, and it was it, it was a lot of fun and sort of hilarious. Maybe not on its own terms, but it was hilarious. Um, this was not. This was not trying. This this was. There was no self awareness in this. Yeah, and there was nothing like clever if, about it. Yeah, no. If if Orton had just like walked through a series of rooms and like different gross slimes fell on him and he just got progressively madder, like that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Like if it was Bray Wyatt playing with Randy Orton's lack of a sense of humor, that would have been incredibly funny. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I don't. There, there's a massive. <clears throat> the same thing happened when they had the New Day versus Wyatt family fight, although that was better and sort of instructive when compared to the to the, the Hardy stuff. Final deletion thing that was right before, but the but uh, I mean the, the biggest disconnect is you can pull you can pull it off if it's comedy. You can, if it's like if you can pull off this sort of stunt if it's strictly comedy. But if it's two people who are really trying to hurt each other, if you're trying to convey some sort of serious gravity, I mean, I know we're in the future right now, but the model is the four horsemen breaking Dusty Rhodes' arm. You know, it's like a single camera running up to catch violence going on in a parking lot. Like, that's the only way it's appropriate. I know that we all know it's fake, but the only way to convey this, like, the, the urgency that is built into it is, like, having it, just having it feel like a, like a surprise. I mean, having it yeah. feel like a real thing that's happening and there's just happens to be a camera there, not this like multicam heavily produced. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. There was no sense of danger or stakes to it. And I think a lot of wrestling fans are, are equating different with clever and those are mutually exclusive. These are very different things. And it really seemed like when he turned the house red, the implication <laughs> was that something had happened. Like did it Nothing blow happened. up or something? There are, That's another thing that bothers me about it is there were rules, be they, you know, absurd to the Broken Hardys universe where you could tell they'd really thought about this. And yeah. what does the Lake of Reincarnation do? And, and uh, you know, where do they get their Roman candles? <laughs> and right. What is the field of battle? And why is there that giant symbol? And, and what is the boat capable of doing? And these kinds of things. With, um, with the House of Horrors, I didn't know what, why anything was happening. I don't know who was causing it to happen. I don't know what the babies meant. Uh, I don't know why there was a fridge there and why the fridge was supposed to be the most painful thing that ever happened to Randy Orton. And then I don't know why Randy Orton was then at the arena after this horrible fridge accident <laughs> occurred. It was just, it felt like it was, it was planned in a day. And then they shot it in a day, and then it was over. Yeah, which is, I'm sure, exactly what happened. Uh, according to according to the Google, a refrigerator can weigh up to as much as 250 pounds. Oh, then he could be dead. Which is, <laughs> well, but he survives unscathed. Somehow uh, walked from the house. As if, just for a point of reference, WWE bills Bray Wyatt at 285 pounds. So okay. Bray Wyatt jumping really hard onto you. Yeah, it is more painful than a refrigerator. Well, you know what? I, I think that that uh, really uh, poo-poo's Jim's theory about Finn Balor's finisher because that should hurt just almost as much as a fridge. Um, I'm just happy that Jim's coming with the hot takes. That's all. That's all I can say. Um, so yeah, so that's over. The one I will say this about the match: Randy Orton in black jeans and elbow pads looks scary as hell. Yeah, he, I would. I would be. I would be very scared of that man in real life. He should be a heel. He wants to be a heel. Well, everybody he, wants everybody wants to be a heel, Dave. I, I know it's it's not easier, but it's probably more fun. Sure. 
Um, you mentioned the Hardys. Can they, I ask you guys a question? Yeah, of course. Of course, What's up, man? What's up, man? Why wasn't he wearing a shirt in the limo? And wasn't that leather? You ever sit on leather with no shirt but on? Bray Wyatt? No, Randy uh, Orton. Oh, when he like, got out of the limo? He gets all sticky, well, they man. just like show him. Yeah, it's he totally gets, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, Randy Orton doesn't do a lot of like changing of clothes. He usually has a couple of outfits that he uh, that he sticks to. And never wears pants, except for on Sunday. Yeah, it was First a big time. day for him. It was. He was coming from church. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's worn yeah exactly. <laughs> he's worn some like warm up pants before. When he like when he was when he uh, like uh, was RKOing Brock Lesnar, he was wearing like track pants. Oh, okay, he would just always wear that that sweatshirt and no pants. And I thought that was a weird look. Yeah, it's totally. Uh, anyway. Um, but that match. It only weighed down the show so much. Yeah. I thought the women's match was great. The cruiserweight match was great. Uh, the tag title match was great. I didn't love Owens Jericho. Did you like Owens Jericho more on SmackDown? I feel like yes, they, I, I feel did. like they kind of put that. it. I feel like they sort of split it up. It wasn't like a do over on SmackDown because the because the opener on Sunday I thought was really good. Um, I, I will say this for it, man. I mean, first of all, Jericho is now outstayed our predictions by about a month and a half or something but uh and and they've made every week matter mm-hmm. you know it was it was necessary on sunday at least under, under the you know again taken on its own terms it was necessary on sunday for him to lose for him to win and then be transferred to smackdown which yeah. so we just got another little extra week or two of storytelling and then on on tuesday um he defended the title again against owens owens got it back and then proceeded to break Jericho into a million little pieces. Um, I thought it was, I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's hard to rank. I'm going to go back and watch that, watch both those matches back to back after we do this. Maybe I'll have deeper thoughts about it, but I really enjoyed their match on Sunday. I don't, I like, in, in principle, I like big show openers, you know, I'm, I'm generally like a little bit tuned in and, and I, and I remember, I mean, I feel like I liked the match a whole lot as it happened, but it just sort of fades into memory by the end. Yeah. I, I think that that uh, it, I didn't love it at, by the virtue of the fact that they have to work a slower style than I think a lot of main event caliber matches work yeah. in WWE. But the stuff, the, the one finger thing. I mean, the finger stuff was great. I mean, a they lot told of a really good spots. story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I enjoyed that. Um, you mentioned the Hardy Boys earlier, and then Jim messed up my great segue. But they they defended against uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, lost the titles. Cesaro and Sheamus then turned heel. There's a lot of there's a lot of heel turning going on these days. I yep. mean, it's the shakeup happens. People reevaluate their plate, their lot in life, um, and then they cut a very very heely promo on on Raw, um, with with uh, what like like military jackets to go with their kilts now instead <laughs> of suit coats. <laughs> I'm sure this was only partially the reason for it, but they can, looked like neo-Nazis. Can somebody put together just a visual of all of the things Seamus, I mean, all the things Cesaro has worn since he debuted on the main roster? <laughs> the suit's gone now. It's like one of those children's books yeah. where you like flip the head and there's a different hat and then you flip the body and there's like a different shirt. And One day they're going to find a gimmick that works for that guy. I mean, I think they found the gimmick. He was really good on on Monday. I really, I mean, he cut his first good promo. I feel like. Yeah, he's not a great baby face, but I think he can be a a, a great heel. I think that's probably right. We think we gotta. I think we wrestling fans need to agree to boo him lustily yeah. Yeah. when he's playing heel because that's that might be the right place. And for they him. picked the right team to 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 use for that turn. The Hardy Boys are so over that you know you can't help but but boo Cesaro now. Yeah. 
That is correct. I bet. I mean, that was that was a pretty fun match, man. Yeah. It looks like Jeff already lost his tooth. Matt got busted open hard way. Uh, a lot of teeth getting lost this week. Isaiah Thomas and Jeff Hardy, yeah. <laughs> Two of the greatest pound-for-pound pound performers in the history of their sports. <laughs> wow, Isaiah had a great night last night. Uh, anyway. <laughs> My dad and I were watching it at a bar over in the neighborhood. My dad is visiting and is looking at us right now. And we lost sound when the Dodgers game came on. Mm-hmm. You know, they like to switch yeah. the, the It's a Dodger audio. town, baby. And we were just sitting looking at each other. Well, I wouldn't even look, wasn't looking at my phone. My dad was just like, how many points do you have? And I was like, I don't know, a lot, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I, re- I really didn't have a frame of reference for how many he'd scored. But it was, that was incredible. Yeah, 52 or 53. Yeah, he, he had a hell of a night. Anyway, we don't need to talk about basketball. We I don't. talk about basketball enough in my life. Um, let's talk about that. Alexa uh, Bliss versus Bailey. Women's match. Yeah. That was really good. That was the best I think Bailey has looked since being called up. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I don't think she had a lot of chemistry with Charlotte. But, well, you know, they've been friends for a long time, so it's probably hard for her to... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sasha and Charlotte are, are besties, and, and, you know, them fighting worked out great. But Alexa Bliss also had her best night since being called up in the ring. I, I really enjoyed her whole run on SmackDown, but last, that, that match on Sunday I thought was really spectacular. And then the and the, the promo on Raw where they where she anointed herself, you know, as the queen of the division or whatever, I thought was really fun. Was really, and they gave her something tall to stand on, which was good. <laughs> I think the best way also to get Bailey over is babyface to have her work with a mean girl character. Eventually, Charlotte and Alexa are going to have to cross paths. They're going to end up on the same show at some point, and it's going to look like a fight <laughs> that should not be sanctioned by a sports commission because Charlotte, Charlotte is, is so big. She's m- maybe more than twice as big as Alexa. I, 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 this is not a humble brag, but I was at the Hall of Fame and on the, 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 the <laughs> it's not even close to a humble brag. I know, I know, but <laughs> they're close to the wrestlers at the Hall of Fame. I was. Okay, there you go. I was on the red, the red carpet press line. And, uh, if you've been to the Hall of Fame, you know it's super boring. I get it. But Charlotte is intimidating. Yeah. She's big. Not in like a, oh God, she's really unpleasant to look at. She's so big. No, like, when we, at GP, when we interviewed her at the, at, at the, at WrestleMania, I remember watching her walk up and she just like, looks like the fittest person in the history of mankind. But, yeah. the, but as she gets closer and closer, you realize that she still has a ways to go. And you're just <laughs> like, oh wait, she's bigger than me. Like yeah. She's, she's gonna, yeah. It's, it's, she's an incredible athlete and uh, it will be very strange to see them work together if that ever happens. But it's if true. I were WWE, I would keep them apart forever. Um, they can't do that. Fans will revolt. Uh, so good on them. Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe. I like that match, right? Yeah, And fine. they're going to keep fighting forever, apparently, which yeah. is fine with me. As long as they have nothing for the other two guys, for them to do with other people. Well, that's a huge, that's a very high profile match, yeah. a matchup, even with no belt or anything like yeah, that. So and Joe, just let him, it helps, it elevates Joe and it gives Rollins something really interesting to do. Joe needs to cut some, some promos. He was, he did, a couple great ones when he debuted and they haven't really given him the chance to express himself. Yeah. Outside of I'm upset you beat up Stephanie. Well, there is the sort of yeah, right. There is the sort of disconnect where we're supposed to forget about Triple H and Stephanie right now, but that's the only reason this feud is happening. Right. Yeah, they need some other catalyst, be it a championship or a stipulation or a gimmick match or something that's going to add a little bit of extra juice to this feud. And then Braun Strowman defeated Roman Reigns. Ugh, that was a good one. That was really That was fun. a good match. I want uh, Strowman to get a different finisher, though. I was I was texting you. I, well, I hate that well, we always say <laughs> I re- I revolted against. I mean, I was I was really anti his original finisher, which was just like a reverse choke slam. 
the reverse choke slam was bad, but then wasn't he also doing like a sort of F five y thing? It's, wasn't there something on his shoulders where he just like like or like a whatever Big E does? Wasn't there another big one? Or there might have been in between. But I was texting you and I said he should do the Vader bomb. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. I think the visual of him doing a Vader bomb and nobody's using the Vader bomb. Yeah, it's a great finisher. Um, but when you think about it, I tweeted this during the show is that. Every everything that Braun Strowman does is equally devastating, so he doesn't need a finisher. He could finish you with, with like a slap. With a slap, <laughs> he could breathe on you and you'd fall over. I mean, we've seen him do some sort of high flying stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, that's really interesting. And the the, the beatdown after the the match was great. I thought it was a really well done angle there at the end. A lot of meat, a lot of post match beatdown beating down going on in WWE right now. Yeah. I know they have different separate brands or whatever, but I feel like their in-house security team needs to really step <laughs> it up. J and J needs and to come back. Kayfabe, they're they're, you know, corporate opening Kane themselves is, up to a huge lawsuit. Where's corporate Kane? Speaking of Kayfabe, oh, I, I should have mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the House of Horrors. People always ask about Bray Wyatt and why WWE won't let him win. You forwarded me a funny video about uh, uh, that just showed Bray Wyatt basically like saying something really, really bold about ever, for every feud, major feud he's been in, and then a quick cut to him getting pinned by that person. Yeah, um, he always loses, and everybody compares that it's. I mean, complains that it's ruining his credibility, and that's. I think that's. There's some legitimacy to that at this point. I mean, I don't think wins and losses don't matter a ton, but what if? <laughs> Bear with me here, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I haven't quite worked this out in my head. What if in kayfabe, yeah. Bray Wyatt is just a terrible wrestler? <laughs> no but, one's ever had that gimmick before, except but, for Eric Watts. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but bear with me. But not only is he a terrible wrestler, but this is kayfabe. But he under, but he's the only wrestler that understands pro wrestling uh-huh. on in a real way. So wait, he so he's seen through the narrative. He's like yeah. Neo he from fig- the Matrix. He's, he's just figured out that all you have to do is have some cool special effects and some <laughs> tough guys standing behind you to help to help beat people up, and you and just run your mouth at people, and that they're just magically compelled to be in a major match with you. I my brain hurts from you saying this, but. I will say that you are onto something saying that all you need is a cool entrance and some tough guys behind you because after everything that they've done to him and him needing Jinder Mahal and the and the Singh brothers, the Bollywood boys, to win that match for him after he dropped a refrigerator on Randy Orton. After everything. When his music goes off, people pop. Oh yeah. He's super he's way over live. And that that angle uh Wyatt face-off during raw had some heat yeah people 100%. were people were behind bray wyatt yeah which is interesting he's beloved he's and but he's a terrible wrestler but he's, <laughs> he's not a terrible wrestler. no i mean in kayfabe yeah i understand he's a <laughs> give him a baby face push all I, you I, have to do is talk trash to somebody i agree give him a bit like he's i gonna, know wwe people listen to this show so, t- somebody tell Triple H to do this, please. God, <laughs> who listens to this? There's just like one. The rec- there's like one no! like 21 year old intern All who's like, I people have some- at WrestleMania told me, oh yeah, we love your show. Love um, your show. That's what. In, th- in this day and age, whenever you meet somebody and you don't know who they are, just say you love their podcast, and it just gets <laughs> you over like crazy. In LA, maybe that works. Um, no, but you're like I remember like long ago. Who I remember who was it? Oh, it was like Drew McIntyre when he was being when he was like a part of three man band. I don't know if I said this on on the old podcast or if I was only existed in like a private conversation. 
but I was like, how do you book this guy? And I would just say, and my idea was like, just have him run to the ring when Cena's cutting a promo and hit him with a chair. And it's like, no one's going to understand why. And Cena can just be like, please get out of the ring. Like you are not supposed to be here. You know, just kind of do like a, like a fake, a work shoot. Um, but the entire premise would just be like Drew McIntyre figuring out that if you attack Cena while he's cutting a promo, you get a pay-per-view match. That's a really clever idea. But that's basically what Bray Wyatt's done. Yeah. It's just like he's just like all all he has to do is just keep acting like he's a big a big name, and he just keeps it and just start starts feuds with the right people. I mean, listen, he's now feuding with he's, he's now started a feud for no reason at all with Finn Balor. This is a great idea. <laughs> Nobody's got the the higher upside and like the bigger potential than Finn Balor. You know, this means we're seeing the demon. At, at Backlash. Are they, are they officially fighting the, at, at, no, it? No, whatever is. the pay-per-view is. The next Raw pay-per-view. I forget. Oh, is it's it great, great Balls of Fire. Oh, Great Balls of Fire. Oh, bad name. I'm so confused. Bad name. Listen, I, 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 I want to make it clear. I don't, I'm not complaining about, about the, crosso- the, the inner brand crossovers on the pay-per-views. I actually think that's what they should always do. Um, right now, it's confusing because we have Payback and Backlash, and Payback had all these matches that were inner brand and they don't seem to and but the problem is like on the two shows they're keeping I don't I mean and again I've I've advocated for everything matters all the time to have storylines crossing over in and out but it is very weird when someone's feuding with somebody and seems to ignore the pay-per-view feud they have coming up at the expense well they, Jinder Mahal made a thing out of it no no that was great that I was awesome the perfect way to to kind of have that match I but, got uh, there's nothing perfect about that match let but, me throw it out there what I'm kind of into Jinder Mahal now. I, th- I think he's cutting great promos. Yeah. He's got a good look. Uh, he didn't. He didn't kill Sami Zayn on SmackDown. The good look thing. I don't know. I mean, I get it. I get it. I he's get, ripped, man. Come on. I mean, he looks good in a suit. Him stand, Him and Orton in the ring together is gonna. Yeah. I mean, it's just gonna be one of those all time. Like we're gonna sort of laugh at if they have a. They have to have a good match, and, and the odds of it are so low. Yeah. Well, I mean, Randy Orton is on a real cold streak since like SummerSlam. Saying, yeah, saying Jinder Mahal has a good look is like saying, you know. Some like '90s blonde actress with just like ridiculous fake boobs has a good look. <laughs> I understand that. But I understand there's an appeal. There's but, an like, appeal. It's not a good, I think he like, cut a good. I think he's cutting good promos. I think he can be a useful guy. I'm not saying oh put the belt on him and he should main event WrestleMania and they bring the Undertaker back so he can drop to Jinder Mahal. I'm just saying, I think that he's in the right place right now. Well, we let's. What we're gonna do really quickly is start with our. A, a new weekly series where we have SummerSlam, where we predict the SummerSlam card. <laughs> we're going to do this every week? And yeah, we're going to do this every week until SummerSlam, at, w- at which point we start predicting the WrestleMania card. <laughs> okay. Um, I, this is a great point to start this conversation because um, you've just made the prediction that Ginger Mahal and Undertaker will fight at SummerSlam. It's going to be huge. Yeah. And, uh, and I think Legend we should, versus we legend. got that to start with. <laughs> Maharaja versus the dead man. Um, Okay, so we talked about this right after WrestleMania, and we were having private conversations about it. But like you know, once WrestleMania happens, there's a hard reset. I mean, it's not hard. We have several pay per views that reference WrestleMania and have names like Backlash and Payback that seem to directly uh, spill out of WrestleMania. But um, you know, we have the Superstar Shakeup. We have the disappearance of every member of the roster over the age of forty. Um, <laughs> not that's not John true. Cena is not even in the intro. For SmackDown anymore. I googled the other day to see if there were any SummerSlam rumors out there, and the and the answer, the, the short answer is no. The only sites that are putting them up are just making things up. Yeah, but uh, one of the ones that I saw, and I, it was probably all traced back to the same 
you know, fake blog post or whatever was Roman Reigns versus John Cena. For, and I think it was for a title, but I don't know that it really matters. Regardless, I really like that idea for SummerSlam. I like that idea for SummerSlam without a title involved. Sure. This is not my ideal scenario, but I really, really think that they're going to hold Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania. That that Brock is going to be Yeesh. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Dean Ambrose. Between now and WrestleMania. Brock Braun Strowman. He's gonna beat all of those guys. Brock Lesnar is. Yes. I mean that this the, the that's a big that's a bold prediction. The boldest part about it is that you think Brock Lesnar is gonna work like five pay per view matches between now and oh, WrestleMania. I read I read in the Observer he's gonna be uh working more matches. Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's true then. Um that's not necessarily true. I mean no, Dave Meltzer has been wrong before. It, you know, I, I won't say about what, but I think mostly related to his one, wardrobe. One, it, <laughs> one, one thing that happened on Raw that was interesting was that was that Seth called out uh, Brock Lesnar. Seth and Finn Balor have now called out Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar is like you know, just like smoking a stogie out on a deer stand somewhere, <laughs> yeah. and like and he brought, does not even know this is happening. They brought Ambrose out with the express purpose of one putting over the IC title, and two saying, you know, he's not going to be on the show, right? He's not coming. Right. He's not yes. going to wrestle you. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose was really. Like, Dean Ambrose was like the MC of that. Set. I mean, he actually was doing the MC stuff the whole night. But like he. But that was he. He was a very functional part of that. I mean, Dean Ambrose as a as a gold star employee, um, regardless of what you think of his entering skills or whatever. The, the part where he offered Finn the donut backstage, I thought was that was, was funny. One of my favorite moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So one the, the interesting thing about Raw in that pick it, it was that we kind of got we kind of got a snapshot of who is the main event on Monday night raw. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I mean, Ambrose is always going to be lurking around there. And, and right now he's the top champ on raw as long as Brock Lesnar isn't there. Um, but Ms. Rollins and Balor all that with the triple threat for the, for the, uh, for the IC title I, or number one contendership to the IC title. First of all, it was a really good match. Um, and, and it was interesting to see them all together. I will say that, let me ask you this question. If the Miz, in all with with the body with with the skills that he has right now, with the in ring skills, mic skills, if he debuted, if he was like a guy who was called up from NXT and showed up on Raw, how highly would we be ranking him? Pretty highly, I think so too. Right, the Miz made that match and that segment work, and he put over all three baby faces that were in that segment. I almost like like I really liked his chemistry with with both of them. Actually, I think that both. I think Rollins more so, but but both Rollins and Balor actually have a weirdly like broad. I wouldn't I won't say WWE style, but just the, they're they're not they're not these like like work rate grapplers that like we, that I think sometimes we perceive them to be. They're um, high spot machines, and not even I mean not in Rollins, a bad way. Rollins is obviously I, I mean I don't know if it has to do with the existence of Balor or what, but Rollins is not the high spot machine you know that he injuries that he, yeah and injuries, injuries too yeah. But I think, but having Balor there, you want Balor to be flipping. And also, Balor looks like those kicks he was throwing looked painful. Yeah, he look, he's he's really great. He does. I think he does need to eat some donuts though. Like I feel like he's he's skinnier than he was before. He's very lean and very defined. <laughs> but I mean, putting on much more weight on him would look weird. Yeah. It's like when Eddie Guerrero got huge. Well, and then he got a championship. That's a good point. Uh, anyway. um, Got to do what works. The, no, but I think that those three together worked really, really well. And uh, um, 
Yeah, I mean the Miz really. I mean the Miz really did a lot to carry that match. There were yeah. there were a ton of good spots in that match, and I, I just thought I, I was I don't know I was I was very into it. Miz was bumping like crazy, man. Say what you want about him, maybe his strikes not looking as painful as other people's. He's got the, the the figure four down to looking sort of painful, which is a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's something about his matches that are just fun to watch, and I don't care that they, he doesn't look like he's murdering someone. Yeah, well, let's talk about SummerSlam. Huh? That's where we were going. We're talking about SummerSlam. I know. Right? So we. So what, who do you think? Let's just start at the top. What do you think the title match, the the universal title match, is going to be at SummerSlam? If I had to guess. I would say the most marketable match they could do is Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. I was I was between me and it was for me it was between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, but I think ultimately Finn Balor is going to be fighting for the IC title. You think Reigns is you're going they're going to save Reigns for WrestleMania? I kind of do. I think that's Vince McMahon's like wet dream fantasy biggest match of all time. Finally, Roman Reigns is going to be accepted by the audience, and and, and I think they want to try to replicate what they were doing in what was that twenty fifteen before WrestleMania thirty one, where they had uh, Lesnar squash John Cena, yeah, uh, and try to you know build him up as a monster if, again. If you would ask me this go about the main event for SummerSlam immediately after WrestleMania, I would have said it's Reigns Lesnar. For the title. That's what I'd like it to be. I don't want them to do that match again at WrestleMania. I think it should be uh, Reigns versus Lesnar. I don't, I don't think I mean, they, they should keep the like belt off. I feel they've kind of learned their lesson about, about uh, you know, penciling in WrestleMania matches when people are getting hurt left and right. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I hope that's the case because I don't want the belt to be off television for an entire calendar year. I think that's, that's a bad idea. Um that said, if I think the smart money has got to be on them holding it off as long as possible. But yeah. We'll, see. well, maybe. I think I'm, I think that would have been my guess. I don't know that you need to, you need to hold it off of them. Now I would say, I mean, there's still with the way with what's happened to Roman Reigns since WrestleMania, both in kayfabe and not. I find it a little bit hard, although hard to imagine that they would just go straight in with him against Lesnar. Although. You can kind of see that. I mean, the fact that that he and and uh, Braun are sort of like sidebar to the to like the title conversation, meaning the Intercontinental title. You know, there there is you you could definitely see a decision. You could see a thought process where they're just like let these guys feud over the IC title, and that way Braun and and Roman will be there waiting when Lesnar decides to come back. Yeah, the fact that they called him out on a Monday night, I think, is pretty is is you know. It, Pretty interesting. I think that was purely just for continuity's sake. I think that's true, but like they will ignore continuity when when it doesn't suit them. Right? WWE. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 back and forth on this. I think I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll have. I have two options. One is, well, one is Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. See, I think they do that in July. I think that that's. I think that makes a lot of sense. Except the way that Braun Strowman is going upward. I mean the way he's trending up. It might it might be irrefutable. It might it might be impossible to not do it, especially when the people making the decisions would love the way that looks. I mean, I would love the match. Uh, well, Lesnar Lesnar is better off just having a guy to throw around. Yeah. I so, I mean, if I were booking it, 
I would say I, I would keep I would keep Roman and Braun out of the title picture, and I'm I think I would probably end up just doing Rollins, Rollins, Balor, and Lesnar triple threat, and let Lesnar have some spots where he like power bombs both of them at the same time, and then let but then also like Rollins and Balor can work a 15 minute match with Braun's like lying on the floor outside. See, I like that idea because um, it, it doesn't bury the two of them when they lose. Or when they win, but yes. <laughs> when neither of them are going to win. Uh, I mean, because I'm of two minds. If I start saying, oh, yeah, then Finn Balor wins the title at SummerSlam, then I'm starting to get into like marquee sort of like wish fulfillment territory. And I have to correct myself and say, Correct. well, it's oh, yeah. probably not going to happen. I totally agree. So, for the purposes of discussing the SummerSlam card today and going forward, your official main event is what? Rollins versus Lesnar. They built up Rollins to be a Kingslayer and a badass, and, uh, you know, they love him. I think we got I th- I think He we- can take the loss, and it'll be fine. I would have said, like I said, I would have said, I would have said Reigns Lesnar right after Mania. Now I think the whole it's there's a lot of options. Everything's thrown open. That's why they're doing it. That's what those sort of callouts are for, is to make you wonder. Well, where are they going to go with this? The um, intrigue is there. It's smart. Based on, I mean, my 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 re, my answer is going to be is going to be Brock Braun. I don't think it may. I don't think there's a lot of. I don't think there's a lot of logic behind it, but I but I feel like the way that Braun is going, it's gonna be. I I think it would be awesome, at least the build up for it. I don't know if the match itself would be awesome, um, because the great thing about Braun and Roman is that Roman is willing to bump for him, mm-hmm. and bumps his bumps look real, and uh, you know, he's selling a lot. I, Brock Lesnar, not a great not a great bump master, not a selling artist. That's not his game. His game is to deliver punishment. Yeah, and Strowman not not really sell doesn't really sell a lot. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna regret this pick. <laughs> Lesnar and Goldberg pulled it off, but they kept it very short. Sure. So that's I think what would Brock have Braun to be. would be just like a five minute match within just like the ring explodes. Them, yeah, exactly. They're gonna scale a replica of the Empire State Building and fight <laughs> at the top like two King Kongs. Oh, like like the video game Rampage. Yes, that would be sick. That, one of the greatest video games of all time. Hundred percent. Um, all right, SmackDown side, and then we're gonna continue the SummerSlam discussion next week. Um, for the WWE Championship, which is still nominally being defended on weekly television, yeah. or being it's making appearances on weekly television. Allegedly still exists. Stolen by Jinder Mahal, and then after the whole thing about him stealing the belt, he just hands it back to Shane McMahon. That part was weird. That was weird. If you want to steal the belt, maybe don't like do a backstage photo shoot with it. Like Have a better reason to steal it. Yeah, CM Punk didn't just go around like showing everybody the belt when he stole it. No. Anyway, um, it's a bad idea because then if someone steals it from you, then you're screwed. Yeah, it didn't. There wasn't a lot of logic there. But my main event prediction for SummerSlam for the SmackDown side is Jinder Mahal. For no, um, don't hinder my man Jinder though. He's great. There's nothing hindering him now. <laughs> this is tough because my my initial inclination is to say Randy Orton is going to be involved still and he's going to keep the belt through the summer uh, but he doesn't have a lot of heel dance partners to work with I mean 
You could do I, I, I you totally could do agree. face versus face Orton versus Styles, but I don't know. Uh, so, oh sh- no. You know what I want is Shinsuke versus Kevin Owens. Or Shinsuke versus AJ. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I think that there's... Okay, we're talking like three and a half months until SummerSlam, right? Um, Just trying to do the reverse math in my head. Nakamura would... I just don't think there's any way that he gets to the main event between now and then. I don't yeah, think no I don't think it's impossible. I just think like logistically he exists mostly in promo in like video packages right He's now. He's not wrestling until Backlash. Yeah. They're saving that his first match for Backlash. Which but that re- just shows you how important he is. Yeah, no no, I, to WWE. I totally agree, but it would almost have to be it would almost have to be Nakamura Orton. Yeah. But tell me if this logic holds up because it would just be like I just don't feel like he's the only. I think the only way that someone that fresh could get in is, is to get in the main event would be like Ginger's doing right now, just by like knocking like a a, a long term superstar like Randy Orton, just to really like put it in relief. Like this is our next big guy. This is our this yeah. is the, the long standing guy. To get put over. I think there would be some internal concern that like Nakamura Styles or Nakamura Owens would not be enough to carry the match at SummerSlam, the title match at SummerSlam, it even though do, it would be yeah. even though either of those matches would be like incredible. Who knows? Who knows? Owens, I think, is going to keep the U.S. title for a while. He's got T-shirts and merchandise and, and, and a, a whole nickname. entrance and a nickname based around that title. So that seems like it's going to be staying home uh, with him. I, I think the, the most marketable match that you have is Orton versus AJ Styles. I agree. That said, Orton badly needs to turn heel. Badly. Well, turn him heel then. I hope. So. I hope. I mean, he, he was a heel not that long. Is he even a babyface now? I mean, I guess he's a babyface when he's going up against the demon spawn. He sets people's houses on fire. Yeah, that's a heel move. If I ever did hear one, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with AJ versus versus Orton. I am with you on this. We agree on SmackDown. Excellent. Um, although Shane McMahon might be in the match. Who knows? It's something. Let's like. not do that. Um, all right, that's it for this week. Um, your official rating for payback was uh, B minus. I think it's. Are we gonna fair. start doing this? Are we gonna start doing? No, I was ratings? just. I was just gonna see if you oh. even like would agree to answer the question. I yeah, thought. yeah. No, I, I tweeted about it. Um, before we go, guys, you got to review us on iTunes. It's super helpful. I always forget um, to mention that at the end of the show, but do that. Tweeted us at Mass Man Show. Also, we have all this content we can't release and we can't talk about that is coming. So. Wow, teaser. Yes. Well, I don't want them to forget or think that we just blew it off. Yeah. Like we blew off. I got some text messages asking why we were recording and like on like a soundstage last week. Right. And I don't want this to go away like the the Dennis Stamp Memorial Battle Royal went away. It's not. It's never gone away. Thanks to Jim Cunningham. Thanks to uh, the great Joe Fuentes and Colin Orkut. Thanks um, to your dad. Thanks to my dad for sitting over there and watching. Thanks to Tim Storm for being the greatest NWA (laughs) champion of all time. And apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. 